Hey, yo, it's me, the Kentucky guy. And thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. This is one of our first episodes where we're going to do weekly updates. There's so much happening in this beautiful world of ours. We're actually going to do regular episodes, the normal 40 minute a piece, two times a week. The next one will be coming out uh, probably by the end of the day or tomorrow morning. And we're going to do extra episodes like this just to go over the current headlines to keep you informed on what's going on in our beautiful country. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on one of your weekly updates. Hey, folks, I'm the Kentucky guy, your host, your truth finder, the truth teller, your truth seeker. So happy to have you joining us today. If this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on all major outlets when it comes to podcasting on 73 different audio outlets, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. Also, if you're for you wrestling fans and sports fans, I do co-host with Donnie Cage against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. We drop, we did change our format on the show just a little bit. Basically, our schedule now is we drop new episodes every Tuesday and Saturday on Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Every Tuesday and Saturday, we're still talking about professional wrestling, past, present, and future. Also here, as I mentioned in the other last episode, we are changing the format schedule here. We will drop two normal episodes a week, 40 minutes or longer. And we will have these short episodes, like today's episode, just going over some of the major headlines that's happening in this world. And we're going to see how this works out. I think it's going to work out pretty good. I've had a lot of positive feedback so far. So we'll get into it and see what happens. Also, oh, also, if you want to be a guest on the show, our interviews will still be a part of one of the two normal episodes a week, the 40-minute longer, longer ones, because interviews usually tend to go at least 40 to an hour. So if you ever would like to interview on the show, you can always email me at OLKentucky, spelled out, OKentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's OKentucky99 at yahoo.com. Also, I have a shout out. I received an email. Gentleman wanted to shout out him and his dad, both for uh, uh, members of the audience since the beginning is what he said. And I really appreciate that. And that is Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Michael Spencer, Spitzer, Spitzer, I believe is how you pronounce your name, and Mr. Uh, Don, his dad, Don Spencer. Thank you guys so much for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Keep the emails coming. I like to build our community and our emails like we have been for the last year. I think it's very important. And uh, yeah, if you guys ever, I mean, if you're an audience member of the show, especially since the beginning, and you want a shout out, just email me. I really appreciate it. All right, so uh, let's get started with 
today's first headline that I am sure is on everybody's mind. Bank supervision needs a look at. Representative Representative French Hill said that Congress needs to reassess the supervision of these banks in the wake of the sudden collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank in California and the Signature Bank in New York. On Sunday, U.S. authorities took emergency action to shore up confidence in the banking system after the failure of the Silicon Valley Bank threatened to spark a widespread financial crisis. Regulators said customers of both failed banks would be able to access all their deposits beginning on Monday and set up a new vehicle to provide banks with emergency funds. The Federal Reserve also made it easier for banks to borrow from its emergencies. Yeah, of course. Remember, who owns the Federal Reserve? It's not the U.S. government. We've been going over this in our, in our, we still have a lot to go, but we went over this part already in our special reporting. Yeah, the JP Morgan, the Rothschilds, they own this Federal Reserve. Of course they want to loan them money, get them further in debt so they never get out. Quote, they thought that the emergency action was in the best interest of the country, Hill said during an appearance on National Report. But we definitely need to reassess the supervision of these banks that led to the collapse. And we ought to take another look at the deposit insurance system and see if there are changes that we need to make there as well. Hill said he believes that there were multiple factors that contributed to the collapse of the SVB bank and was glad to see Fed Chair Jerome Powell announce a through a thorough investigation of the supervisory process that led to the bank's failure. First of all, we've had 10 years of easy money, and we've had an available avalanche of physical stimulus and spending by the Biden administration that made the financial conditions very lax. And in my view, the management team at Silicon Valley Bank made some catastrophic mistakes in management of the bank. They had 90% of their deposits, above the insurance limit of $250,000 per account. And they invested in long fixed income securities in a rising rate environment that's an economic error of significant proportions. They've done some other stuff too, folks, and I'll go over that in our next headline. Uh, quote, where, where, was the Sanford, where was the San Francisco Federal Bank, Reserve Bank, he asked, And where was the California State Bank regulator over the past two and a half years supervising and assessing Silicon Valley's management? The natural state congressman said that the Twitter also played a part in regulators' struggle to secure a buyer for both financial institutes. This weekend, they tried to find a buyer for both of these banks, he said. They were not successful in doing that, and that's because they they both presumptively had an old-fashioned 1930s bank run promulgated by rumors on Twitter last Thursday and Friday. So they decided to use the Federal Reserve and the FDIC powers to, in the short run, guarantee those deposits to stabilize the situation on Monday so it would not spread. And because of millions of employees that depend on Silicon Valley for payroll in the venture capital industry nationwide. 
now that you've heard that headline, let me tell you the truth. Okay. And I'm not saying what this congressman is saying on here is untrue, but here's the facts. I've told you all several times. I've read, I've seen the playbook of the New World Order. I've seen it, know it, know what's coming. That's why this program is usually ahead of the ball. Listen, you're not going to hear this on mainstream media, okay? Do your own research. I'm not asking you to believe it, but I am asking you to listen. This year, 2023, is the year that they're going to do everything they can to change our financial system and to change our healthcare system to a global system. Don't ever doubt it. They want these banks to, to collapse. They want the American dollar to break. It's already breaking. I've done reports on it all over the world. It's not the number one used currency right now in other countries like it used to be. They want it broken, and then they want to bring in the governments, not crypto, not Bitcoin, but the government's crypto-like currency. That's what they want. They want it to be a global currency used all over the world. This is all part of their sick plan of one world government. And this is the year that they want to do it. They want to destroy the economy. The pandemic didn't do the entire job they needed it to do. It didn't work quite like they wanted it to. Don't get me wrong. It worked a lot because these guys wanted to depopulate the country. And they did to, to an extent. Nowhere near like they want, though. These are some sick, sick people that we're dealing with. Okay, now the cryptocurrency that they wanted you to have given to you by the government, guess what that does? That's not your normal Bitcoin. They can track that, track however you spend your money. Not only that, if you are not if you're not in favor of something on their agenda, just like China did last year to its people, they can what they can turn off. Your bank account. Remember, crypto, Bitcoin, things like that. It's not like paper money. You can't physically touch it and put it underneath a mattress or in a safe at home. You see what I mean? They can shut you out and make you starve with a flip of a switch. Do not put all your eggs in cryptocurrency, any kind of it. Do not. Have faith. Be sure. There's going to come a time. There's going to come a time. Let's just talk about it. There's coming a time when you're going to have to have a certain mark in order to buy, sell, or trade. It's coming. It's coming fast. They're calling it a digital ID. This, I believe, in, with all my heart, is what's spoken about in Revelations as the mark of the beast. It's coming. It may not come in my lifetime, may not come in your lifetime, but it's coming. And boy, we're hitting all around it. I'll be very surprised if it's not sooner than later. If you receive this mark, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Now, let me tell you, and you tell me if this doesn't sound like this cryptocurrency, okay? There's a part in there, and basically, here's how I believe it. If I have a million dollars, if I have a million American dollars in my bank account or in my home, right? I'm a millionaire. I have a million, million American dollars and you have one American dollar, but you have, let's say 500 crypto or the new government 
cryptocurrency dollars and you have that mark, my million dollars is worthless if I don't have that mark. I don't believe God's true children will take that mark. If I don't have that mark, then my million dollars is worthless and you have way more money than I do. You're way better off because you can go in the stores and spend your money. My million dollars, I might as well burn it. It's not worth it. Does that not sound like this Bitcoin and cryptocurrency stuff that they keep trying to push on us? Now, you may be wondering, well, how do we know that, uh, you know, these banks, why do you always say stuff like this is by design? Uh, you know, I mean, what's, what, what's the deal here, Kentucky guy? Why, why, why do you think these banks are progressive? First of all, Silicon Valley Bank is the rich people's bank and they're the first ones to go broke. The rich people, the powerful, the millionaire and billionaires, that's where they bank. And by the way, what did the Silicon Valley invest in? Let's look at the next headline. Silicon Valley Bank donated over $73 million to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Let me say that one more time. The Silicon Valley Bank donated over $73 million to the Black Lives Matter movement and related causes in the years before going insolvent, while failed Signature Bank gave $850,000 to similar organizations, a database from the Claremont Institute shows. In the database, the conservative think tank indicated that the Silicon Valley Bank donated $73,450,000 while to social justice groups prior to its downfall in order to boost its environmental, social, and government's rating. The ESG rating, dangerous. That ESG rating is dangerous. That's a Joe Biden thing. That's a New World Order thing. Crazy. Crazy. Meanwhile, the Daily Mail reported that the New York-based Signature Bank donated $850,000 over the year prior to its Sunday downfall. While it's unclear how the social justice groups spent the donations, the think tank claims that the Global Network, a BLM private organization, used the money to fund Black Lives Matter demonstrations as well as for contributions to BML, BLM political action committees, which were focused on electing progressive leaders. You guys still think that uh, this Black Lives Matter and these Antita terrorist groups is what I call them. You think they're still a, a good thing? No, they're not a good thing. Look, the Black Lives Matter movement, the concept is right. The concept is spot on. I agree 100%. All lives matter. Here's the problem. You had some thugs take over the BLM movement and they're just, they're horrible people and they just want to riot. And if they don't get their way and they want to do away with the white people, let's just be honest about it. Notwithstanding the two failed banks donations, the database also includes contributions given by some of the biggest banks in the United States. This is going to make some of you very mad because some of you use these banks. And here's where your interest from your money is going to. This in BLM and Antiva and places like that. This includes Wells Fargo, which donated $210 million. U.S. Bank Corp, which donated $503 million. 
PNC Financial Services, which donated more than a billion dollars. Citigroup. Do any of these sound familiar, folks? Citigroup, which donated $1.1 billion. Goldman Sachs, which donated over $10 billion. Bank of America, who donated $18.2 billion. J.P. Morgan, of course we knew that was coming, which donated over $30 billion to BLM causes. Wow. It just, uh, that's, uh, that's why you have to do research, folks. See where your money's going. See what's happening. The Claremont Institute claimed that the global network used its money to support future operations, purchasing luxury, real estate, engaging in nepotism, dispersing grants to dozens of BML chapters and revolutionary organizations, and operating a PAC to elect progressive community leaders, activists, and working class candidates fighting for black liberations. Bullcrap. They want progressive and left-wing people. You already know. You guys already, if you don't know the truth about BLM now, I mean, because a lot of every, just about every uh, black person I've talked to that I'm friends with that I know don't agree with this movement. They're like me. It had a very good start. It, I think it might have started even for the right reason, but then you had thugs take it over and it's been all downhill since then. In the summer of 2020, following the death of George Floyd, Silicon Valley Bank pledged, according to its 2021 proxy statement, statement, and this was actually a statement they sent out, you can get a copy of it on the internet, to their investors to increase commitment to diversity, equi- equity, and inclusion. The company's CEO, Greg Becker, announced that the bank had an employee matching program for donations that focused on pandemic response, social justice, sustainability, and supporting women, black and uh, Latino, emerging talent, and other unrepresentative groups. Signature bank executives similarly emphasized their commitment to social causes. According to the bank's 2021 social impact report, a number of banks' employees were suggested to have contributed throughout 2021, 431 individual grants totaling $1.86 million that were directed by our private client groups to nonprofit organizations focused on health, education, community service, economic development, affordable housing, the arts, and a wide variety of other causes. The total surpassed 2020 grant given by the approximately 43%. So it just keeps going up. They just keep giving them more money. What do they need all this money for? I mean, I understand that the leader of BML, BLM, uh, bought a million-dollar home in a gated community around a bunch of white, rich folks. Don't quite understand that. That happened last year. You can look it up. Check it out. So where's the money going? We're talking about billions of dollars. Corporate giving giving is an essential component of Signature Bank's corporate citizens. The report continued, and the bank's commitment to supporting universal social causes will only grow along with the bank's size, strength, and position within the corporate community, national economy, and global security. There's that word again, national and global. Each year, Signature makes unrestricted grants to numerous not-for-profit organizations. The fund-specific activities 
and initiatives for many others. With our increased focus on social impact, including practices related to human capital, diversity, equity, and inclusion, along with strategies to support and culminate community engagement and our approach to substantive efforts as individuals, as an institution, the bank continues to strengthen its governance in these areas. Yeah, so that's what they're telling their investors who pretty much invest with a blind eye. You know, it's it's like uh, the blind leading the blind. It, 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 it really is. It's like the blind leading the blind, and they just fall along. Yeah, I've got plenty of money. Let me just uh, let me just give this to you, you know, and let's just let's just go on. Let's just move along, and everything's okay. And you know, come on, man, come on. All right, all right, folks. So that is, like I said, this is a shorter episode. We're going to do these. These are extra episodes, but I wanted you the main headlines of the week so far. I want to go over them with you. I hope you guys enjoy this new format. And like I said, the regular program, the regular episode will be out either later today or tomorrow. And it's going to pick up where we left off with the FDR and the Rothschild, because I need to put a bow on this. So you fully understand the magnitude, especially with these banks failing right now and everything that's getting ready to happen because it's not over by a long shot all right you've been listening to the red pill current news podcast i'm your host the kentucky guy And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all.